Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. I mean it this time. September 9th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. We appreciate you either intentionally or accidentally tuning to the Big X Sports Radio to listen to a little KRC here to start your day. Nick Roush, you came in, you didn't seem like you're, you, you seem a little grumpy. Well. Minorly grumpy. Nothing, nothing, minorly, too, nothing too over the top. We have... It's a big day today. NFL season's back. I'm I excited. know. I'm pumped. USA got a win last night. I am. I'm. I am riding high, baby. Well, but Woo. here, herein lies the problem: is was planning on kicking off the NFL season, playing some cards, drinking some beer, Sounds hanging awesome. out with the boys. Awesome Thursday night. Well, you're back. I was informed last night at about I don't know 9 p.m. that. My friend's house that hosts the poker game got struck by lightning in the storm two nights ago and fried his modem. So he has no internet. We could not watch football at his house. Hmm. Which That's tough. Like, when I first heard it through another source, I was like, okay, this person's making a joke. Like, because they don't want to play poker. So this is their, this is their out. Ooh, he got struck by lightning. No. Got struck by lightning, knocked the internet out. Can't like Justin. What a crock! It's crock. That is. That's a tough way to. Can't you uh, just go to another house? Yeah, that's true. Not really. That that is. I mean, like that's a defeatist loser. Go to a bar to play cards. I uh, was at cards today. Do Keno or do play some dice games or something. Hey, I was actually at. Got to be a place that you. There's got to be a pub you can find. You get a dark corner and do some dice. I I don't know if they're still a sponsor, but I was at Hoopsters not too long ago, (laughs) sponsor of the station, and there was a guy that brought in a maybe or maybe not brought in a poker table and chips and set it up, moved the tables around, set up their poker table, and uh, there are like rec league poker tournaments throughout the city, but that may not be up 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 to speed with what you all are looking for. Those people mean business. Yeah, they do. Actually, <laughs> I, I uh, debated getting in with them. I was like, ah, I don't know what I'm in for uh, here. Uh, Buddy Gus has run around some of those per- poker circles before, and he's told Dude, some those stories. are some you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, like, those places are. I, I th- that, I think, that's, like, why, that's why you pay the higher rate at the casino. I think if your friend's going to those rec league, just random hole-in-the-wall bar poker leagues, it, it doesn't mean you need to intervene, but I think it need, it's, like a, it's like a tornado watch. No tornado, <laughs> but the conditions are right for I need to keep an eye on this person See, to make sure they don't spiral any further I've, down this I've heard hole. about not the rec league poker, but the like underground poker games. And those those are like... Okay, you need to have an armed guard because the place just Yeah, got, I'm out on those. Yeah, that, yeah, like I'm good. They're I'm, violent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really good. Especially like when you're like, you know, thousands of dollars of cash or it, within the vicinity. It, you it's, think it's really like that or do we have that mindset because of TV? It's there there are places like that. No, no, the, yeah, yeah, it's All real. Right. It was one of those times where it are was Are people it like was, getting shot and beat up each and every night now? Right, right. But when you get like a few of those stories, it only takes one or two of those stories just 
to be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. It's not going to go to those. Yeah. But I, I t- Terry, I do like where your head's at. At minimum, and it's you gonna, can go get beers at a bar and just skip the poker for a week. That, that's true. That's true. And I, there is a hole in the wall that would probably just let us do whatever. So why the yeah. heck not? Yeah, yeah. Do you know any places we don't need to call them out that right. allows people to smoke indoors anymore? Uh, I can, I can yeah. think of one place that like they don't allow it, but you know they'll they'll come over very slowly to let people know. Hey, can you step two feet outside and do that? I know one place that doesn't. Yeah, I I feel like I've been in there and it, it smell. Maybe it's just always like it's it's going to smell like smoke forever. You know, like you just can't get the some of those hotel rooms, right? You just can't get the smell out. So yeah, I, that I'm not. But it is weird when you do go into a, a bar. Mm, that, it is. It's always a little strange. It doesn't really bother me, but it is strange. Um, just it's like thinking about probably in three decades, whoever owns Trevor's house. Let's so five decades. Like it probably still going to smell like cigarettes. I mean, you have to just tear it down. You'll yeah. have to a complete rebuild. You have to get an ice scraper, which is ironic because Trevor never owned one, and just go hey. up the walls and like peel off the film of tobacco, which, which would be disgusting. I mean, you can't even paint the over that stink. No, you, you know, sure. no, you can't. No, you you certainly cannot do that. The, but the, uh, the the funniest is if you go into an old house like that that has like wallpaper and it was probably once white and it's just yeah, it's really gross yellow. Yeah, or if they had like a picture hanging up, and the picture's since been removed, and behind the picture is white, like the normal wall color, <laughs> and then you see the gross film everywhere else around it. Yeah, totally. And it, we are probably hitting pretty pretty close to home on on T Dog, the big guy, if he is uh, <laughs> if he if he's listening. Obviously not this early, but maybe he'll catch the uh, maybe he'll catch the podcast. But NFL tonight, mm-hmm. very excited about it. The Cowboys travel to Tampa to take on. As it pains me to say, the defending Super Bowl champions in Tom Brady, one of the biggest lines of the weekend for the NFL. Vegas pretty convinced uh, Tampa's going to win, even by more than a touchdown the last I had looked. So that uh, maybe won't be the most entertaining or exciting game, but it's still Tampa, Tom Brady, Cowboys, for whatever reason, have a big following of insufferable losers, but yep. big following all the same. And... It's Dak, which is entertaining. Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl. So I think there's enough on the bone to get excited about the game regardless. But then, let alone, it's the first NFL game. I wouldn't care if it was Jacksonville versus the Washington football team. I'd be all in on watching. I'd be very excited about it. So Cowboys and Buccaneers will will do enough for me. We'll get some NFL predictions today. Big, uh, Big number out there. Yeah, one of the biggest. Minus eight for the Bucks. And like I, I'm gonna have to stay away. Absolutely, it's a big number. The Cowboys, I I hate them. I want them to lose. We like anything on the over under fifty one and a half. Kind of like the under as much Same. as I hate to say. Yeah, it. I like the under too. It's a lot of points. You're talking like Dax gonna come out there and just be great. I don't think so. It'd be like a thirty one to seventeen type game, probably. Yeah, the only thing I hate. I mean, you'd say it about any bet, any time. I just over under. If it's a blowout, you don't know about a garbage touchdown or something. It's always risky. Eh, it's always risky. It's gambling, I suppose. But yeah, maybe maybe the under will be my bet because eight and a half does scare me a little bit. And then you can always get in prop mania, first touchdown scored, some of that fun. So fun, some of that fun. Uh, you can get nice odds for it. Just hope that it pays off and hit one of them. But uh, that's all yeah. you got to do is hit one of them out of every ten so bets you make. 
That's, it is. That's true. It is kind of weird how last year the Tom Brady narrative was like there was so much uncertainty and like he's somewhere new. Are they going to be able to figure it out? And the Bucks had the Tom Brady shine, but nobody lost their minds if they lost a game. And it actually allowed them to. I mean, they they were playing bad, and I was just on the fade Bucks train. And they hot and the playoffs start, and then that's when they they get hot. And I think they won their last two or three games of the regular season and just kept on mowing through. So it, it's it's going to be weird how it's changed now that they are the defending Super Bowl champs. There's there isn't as much room for error, even though like Tom Brady isn't going to always be Tom Brady. He, he, I disagree. I don't know, man. <laughs> I disagree. I mean, he, but he had games last year that he wasn't just lights out. Like, well, he's always had games his entire. He's never been like a great fantasy quarterback in terms of him just throwing it numbers. and putting up, yeah. you know, five touchdowns. But he always does what he has to do yards. to win. He, he does. That's that's the difference about Tom Brady is he just seems to always find a way to make the most important throws at the most important times. And and comes away like victorious. They, they lost three out of four in November last year, and then didn't lose again. You know, like that. That was how the Bucks were last year. They don't remind me. They had some <laughs> some wiggle room. Who, who who's your pack got this weekend? They oh. play New Orleans, but the game got moved away from New right, Orleans because right. of the hurricane. So they're playing it in Jacksonville. So Green Bay, New Orleans, and Jacksonville. I. I I know Rodgers doesn't have the best track record in Florida, but I still take that as a win, not having to play yeah, but Jameis, in the Superdome. Uh, Jameis Winston. Why is that, that, why is that line so low? Because uh, The Saints are going to be horrible. They no, don't no, have no. Michael Thomas. They, they don't have they, Drew Brees. They have Jameis Winston. I don't care. They have like James. I said, I, I, I said it correctly. They're going to be terrible. Why is that wow. line so low? Wow. Then bet it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets him in Holland. I love it. This is this is what's this great is, about yeah. Justin. He's like a little yappy dog. Gonna, I'm, oh, I'll <laughs> bet like it for go, sure. You know, you got to bet the draws. <laughs> you bet the draws now. The draws. <laughs> uh, you got to bet the pack. I, I like the Packers. I'm I I think they cover that spread too. But mm. it uh, they're expecting potentially some rain. Rodgers doesn't play great. It won't be a true road game for Green Bay. It probably will be closer to a home game, but. First game of the year, Green Bay looked horrible in the preseason, but obviously you didn't play your great players all that much. But uh, first NFL game, Vegas needs to do what they they can. So now you've got me actually more nervous about it now that I'm talking to them. There you loud. go. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, Justin, uh, I think one strike against my Steelers fandom card, I could have taken Najee Harris and said I took TJ's Aaron Jones. So. Oh, you had to take Aaron Jones over Najee Harris. Yeah, no, the rookie. Like, you, you, come on, you can't wait on that much. Yeah. And the Steelers' run game last year? Like, come on. Ste- yeah, look at the Steelers' running backs last year. Benny Snell and James Conner. Oh, don't you shut your dirty mouth. Keep Benny it's, Snell's it's, name for me, out you. For me, it's more so about James Conner. Dude's not great. Yeah, great story. Had a good few years, but... But Najee Harris, he reminds me a lot of Le'Veon Bell. He really does. The way he... Is just so patient in the backfield. I expect him to have a great year. I, it might be one of those things that you're Poor regretting Benny. taking Aaron Jones at the end of the year. The only thing Maybe. that worries me a little bit about Aaron Jones is, and nobody really cares about fantasy, is that Kylan Hill and A.J. Dillon are going to get carries. Like, they will certainly get carries. And Aaron Jones is not 
an old fart, but he's no spring chicken either. So they mm-hmm. may be more cautious of. Uh, we, we're playing seventeen Might be games spreading now. Spreading the wealth a little bit. Yeah, more. it's a long right. NFL season. We're a really good offense. We can kind of plug and place guys. That's the only thing that worries me a little bit about Aaron Jones. Where Najee Harris. Steelers probably aren't going to be great at offense. Really they're hate be, that they're, they're gonna... opening the season at Buffalo. Not a not ideal. No, it's like no. Indiana starting at Iowa. It's not no. what you want, but you you just know a loss is coming and you move on. I think that's probably accurate. Probably a fair take. Sixteen more tries. Probably probably a, a fair take. We will get into some NFL predictions. Maybe maybe just pick division winners I, and then conference winners. Am I wrong for hitching my wagon with the same wagon as Justin's? Am I going to get a defeatist mentality too? No, uh, oh, with the Steelers, saying. absolutely not. No. no. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. J- this is just a one week. It's blip. just it's just a one week blip. Okay. Yeah. We're, All right. we're, Steelers will be just fine. They will be over 500. Mike Tomlin's been the coach since 2007. Nick, he's never had a season under 500. Okay. All right. That, that's all right. There Knocking we go. on the wood. We're back. So. We are back. We are also going to have some horrible games this weekend. Jets versus Carolina. Jacksonville, Houston. Jacksonville, Houston. Just like uh, kick me in the groin. I don't care. I'm just happy football's back. Baby. They, see, and that's what they, they know and they did. They're like, all right, we've got to let the bad teams play each other. Let's just do it week one. Let their fan bases get some false confidence. They'll watch <laughs> anything week one. So, boom, roll out the balls. Let's go. Yeah, in Houston, Jacksonville division game, so they had to play it at some point. Surprisingly, but. the game I really want to watch is Chargers versus Washington football team. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, because you got really good defense. Jamin Davis is making his debut. Chargers. Fitz Magic. I know. Yeah, Washington. I, I, that's what I, I don't know how much magic he's got left in the tank. Can't I, have much. He's in year 17. 17. It's crazy. And Justin Herbert, he's really good at the game of football, so that that should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, that's a – that one o'clock slate. That's one that I'm excited about. What do you think will be the national televised te- – and maybe that's already out there. I have not seen it. But in Louisville, you get one game generally in the 4 o'clock, 4.30 time slot. The candidates, there's only two. Well, there's three. And there's four, but there's oh. only two candidates. Uh, it will be Browns, Chiefs, or Packers, Saints. They're not going to show in Louisville, Dolphins, Patriots, or Broncos, Giants. You can Correct. you can kiss those two goodbye. That that's, um, that's a no brainer. But in the Louisville market, will it be Cleveland, Kansas City, or Packers, New Orleans? Man, normally the I, I would not even hesitate, and it would be Pack and New Orleans no. just on the brands. But now it's the Chiefs, Browns. Absolutely. I I I bet the local game is Packers, Saints. But I could totally see him doing Chiefs Browns. I just I think Louisville knows they've got a bigger Packers market than they do either Browns or Chiefs. If if Drew Brees hadn't retired, I could I would absolutely agree that it would be Saints Packers. But I think I think Browns Cleveland no brainer at that point. But I mean, both teams expected to have good years. Both teams somewhat close to the area. That's got to be the game they have on. I'd, I, I'll, I'll, anybody wants to bet a lunch on it or anything, I bet it's going to be the Packers <laughs> and Saints. What or games if, on TV? If not, I won't. Uh, won't be happy. TJ, remember you're talking about earlier with your gambling buddies? This might be that step for you if you're wanting to bet what games oh, are on TV. All right, I've got an answer. <laughs> That's a fun for point. at least CBS. They might have one on Fox too because it's opening weekend. They will, I think, let them duel. Uh, on CBS, it'll be Browns versus Chiefs. But I will say, WDRB Fox, they normally play the NFC game, so they might they might let them do a twofer on week one. Uh, it depends. You have it confirmed in the Louisville market at 4 o'clock on CBS is going this to be This is according Chiefs. to TV, uh, TV Passport's uh, local listings. Ah, can't. And uh, they have Packers. Yeah, they have, they have them both on as of right now. 
I'll wait to the little TV. Bengals Vikings at one o'clock on oh. Fox and Packers Saints at four. Wait, are they doing the classic reverse one one o'clock game and then two four o'clock games? They did that wow. a number of times last year. There was like four. Yeah, they did. There was like three or four weeks where they were, there was two four o'clock games on only one one o'clock. It's weird. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they have done that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you, I thought you were gonna say that they had two Th- one o'clock games yeah. and two four o'clock. No, games no, no, no. Oh, all right, no. then fine with that. So yeah, then, one one o'clock, great. two four o'clock awesome. this weekend. That's yeah. the right call. Because you're gonna be watching Red Zone at one anyway. Sure. So like, don't don't double me up then. Oh, great news. Yeah, that's huge. Woo, Wife will be happy about that too. Wow. As a, as a Browns fan, divided house. Oh God. Oh man. Yeah. She's excited. So I, I think, like she's never been more. I've never seen her more excited about any year than she is about the Browns. I think because she, she just knew U of L football was going to stink. She's a U of L <laughs> fan and a Browns fan. She is. Poor, she doesn't. Poor girl. She doesn't like winning, huh? Uh, not used to it. And then she <laughs> married me. Oh no. I will say the uh, the one here. Here's new challenge in daddom. My two TV setup. I previously set. The second TV on like a coffee table or an end table. And the baby gets it, right? See, yeah, that's what I'm worried about right. now. Like, just tell him no. And then boom, you're good. Oh, and he just won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just how ask babies. him not to do it. Hey, why don't you don't do what I tell you not to do? Or wait. Then he will do it. Double negative. Ah! But yeah, he, I mean, he's figured out how to get in the mini fridge. He's just stacking my beers up, you know, like they're blocks. I mean, he's just been a real. Skin and everything. I would. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, the, here. Here's. I feel a, like I would not not set up a TV because uh, the toddler keeps touching it. I f- feel like I'd figure something out. The, Put the, up some gates around the wires. It's less about the wires and more about him, like either throwing stuff at it or pushing it over or like smacking it. So I. It, it just like to get it out of reach. I might be able to fit it on the mantle. I don't know. It's just it's it's going to be it's going to be a difficult task. Every time he smacks the TV, you smack him. Whoa! Boom! Settled. Whoa! We are getting to the point where anytime he throws something he's not supposed to, we just put it out of reach, but where he can see it, so he knows. Like, huh, I can't get this toy. Hmm. That's what we're trying. Who knows if it'll work? Hey, so far so good. Eh, I guess so. So far so okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we do have a KRC. Kentucky roll call survival survivor survival survive it's survival I always said survivor football anyways you pick a team each week they have to win if they do you advance if they lose you're out we're gonna give away cash for first and second and I don't want to if we have another tie where everybody we have multiple winners I don't know what we're gonna do just go ahead and win it though uh, don't don't lose or tie at the end. But uh, we tweeted that out. We put it on the Facebook page. So join. We also have a college football pick You may be saying, oh, too late. I didn't get in on it. They drop your worst week. And if your worst week would be a zero, like Justin, who didn't put in his picks, or you potentially listening at home that didn't get into the league, not too late. They will take away that zero from you. And uh, every week after that will, will be used as your better week. So get on in. The leader's only at nine correct pick games, so uh, what you can you can easily make that up. I'd be in first if my pick saved. Oh, oh. classic the way that Justin. It, the way yeah. that it works, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. 
I got seven right. So Hey, by the way, I did that survivor pool with you all last year. Was out the first week. So don't expect me to win. It's some of the earlier games are the hardest because yeah. you don't re- you know, that's when the upsets happen. Vegas gets a little uh taken aback by a team, perhaps, and generally people just find the biggest spreads and they'll pick those teams and just cross their fingers. But uh, you can only pick each team once, so there's a little strategy. You don't want to maybe blow uh, blow your good teams early, as they say. And uh, But join us. We'd love to see you in it and see if you are better at picking games than we are. Probably not. Probably not. Also, get your text in the show, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. We've got basketball and football news to get to regarding your Kentucky Wildcats. So we are going to take a break right here. We'll get back. We'll get to some of that news. Coaches talked yesterday. Calipari spoke. We... We've got a lot to kind of digest and talk about. In that regard, we got another Gaudio. We got more Gaudio. Gaudio audio. Ooh, I didn't hear more Gaudio audio. <laughs> there was a voicemail that was leaked out, but that I think is providing more questions again than answers. This entire ordeal has been that way. You're listening to KRC here on Big Exports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You know, I haven't had much of a chance to talk to you man-to-man, Russ. Well, I've only been a man a few days, Dad. I never took the smile away from anybody's face. And that's a desperate way to look for someone who is still a child. In a big country dream, stay with you like a Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Appreciate you tuning in to Kentucky Roll Call. Get your text into the show, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the number. You text in, we read it on air. You all know how. How it works. You also know that Genesis Diamonds has it going on with the pre-owned luxury Rolexes that you can find at their store, which is right off Shelbyville Road in St. Matthews. They have taken their selection of amazing Swiss timepieces to a whole new level. They have a spectacular collection of luxury Rolexes, Submariners, Hulks, Daytonas, Batmans, and so many others. We don't have time to list them all. Genesis has went all over the country, hand-selected these Rolexes, brought them into their collection, and now people all over the country follow Genesis back to their location in St. Matthews, right off Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. Go check them out. It's hard to find luxury watches, let alone luxury Rolexes. Not anymore, because you can just drive on down to Genesis Diamonds and pick from their phenomenal collection that they have there. So tell them KRC sent you. Go get yourself a Rolex. Why the heck not? Why the heck not? Why the heck not? Why the heck not is John Calipari's motto when discussing uh no, nah, I've got nothing. No good segue there with that. Uh, I did thought I did think that his nil answer was significantly better on radio with your former ex-boss than 
what he said earlier. He had a little more juice to it, but clarified it much better. Based, I, I still disagree with his overall sentiment. People are definitely going to colleges based on nil, but his overall sentiment was that is. We need to be up to snuff on that stuff, but at the end of the day, people are going to go play for coaches they want to play for, be in atmospheres they want to play play in, and and situations. Right. Uh, but he said that you could lose people to nil if you don't have your your P's and Q's lined up. So get them lined up. Yep. Uh, did a better job explaining that answer, but still, it needs to be like, hey, and he even admitted that like parents are bringing up nil to him and. Uh, Oh, yeah, obviously. If your kid had a chance to, to make big-time bucks, you're going to want to hear what colleges have to say about it. So thought he gave a better answer there. No, I, I agree. Now, most of what he said, though, was just regurgitating what he said in the... Yes. You know. I don't know how he does that. It's kind of like folks who do the radio where they reset and they... Talk about things they've already talked about? Yeah. Like almost verbatim? Man, I, I, I just applaud all of you for doing that. But I don't, man, Cal, he, he's got his talking points. He sticks to them. He's, he's going on the road, though, hitting the road. Derek Lively, I think he's visiting today. Sky Clark this weekend. So, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of, lot of Cruton going uh, on. Yeah, I think they're going to see those guys. Yes. Yes. Correct. Not the other way around. Not them coming to campus. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of nice to have it back. It reminds me, like. No, it's been a while. I know. Just like some of the, from a, thinking of the, from a content standpoint, like, oh, I can write about who's going to visit for the game this weekend. We have that again. It's back. Um, I know at least in Kentucky's uh, case, uh, Dakota Patterson, big kid from Corbin's going to be here. I haven't really dug into who all else is going to attend, but uh, Emil Wagner did talk to uh, Zach Gagan last night about his visit, and uh, I saw that. It was a good, uh, good interview there on KSR of a huge target for UK, quite literally. And with when you're going against the big boys and you're Kentucky, it's kind of stacked against you. But the inroads there, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you can't land this guy, then your prospects of getting people out of the state, big time recruits, gonna be challenging you've done it with justin rogers you've done it with other players before but this one it seems like all the tracks have been laid for for kentucky to get a massive massive addition especially when i i just love the line he's like yeah last time i was here when bowden just ran it every single play (laughs) you know so like i need to be able to pass block too that's so i i really liked seeing the offense um and I, I think that's really going to be a, a kind of consistent theme for a lot of those guys. It's kind of eye-opening. You know, they liked Kentucky, but they're always leery about the offense. And that this it just changes things. It just it completely changes things. Now, he's going to visit Ohio State this weekend for the Oregon game. He's going to go to Penn State when they play Auburn. It's their wideout game. So he's getting some pretty big-time atmospheres up ahead. But I, I do think that where Kentucky currently stands, he's got a pretty good relationship with Keontae Goodwin, all things considered. It's not exactly the same thing as having, you know, a teammate go to that school, but they, they've they known each other for quite a while. And I know that the one reason why folks aren't as bullish on Ohio State as they were in the midsummer is because Ohio State did take quite a few players. And even though, like, 
Kentucky has a crowded room. I think the difference is Kentucky's crowded room is like they've got a guard, guard, tackle, and could use another tackle. So, like, it, you know, it, it fits there, whereas Ohio State, I think, has taken some guys that play his position. Kind of similar with Jagger Burton was a year ago, where it's like, oh, man, Ohio State, I kind of worry about them. Oh, wait, they just had a guard commit. Oh, and they had another one. Okay, Jagger, are you really going to be the third guard in the class? I don't think so. So, uh, Nice I, to see him get some clock, by the way. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I'm curious. I, I didn't go back and watch that play. Uh but they talked this week about the play that Bo Allen got hit. Yes. They were like, yeah, it was his roommate whiffed on a block and got him killed. I didn't see the whiff, um, but he did get killed. I think, I'm guessing. It was a hell of a catch, Young. too. It was a hell of a catch, hell of a throw, hell of a hit. It was a good football but play. But I haven't gone I haven't gone back to watch. The, the KY Wildcats TV folks really, they had some new guys in the, in the editing room. Wow. Had to. They, it took like three hours to get highlights out. Normally it's like 30 minutes. Maybe not even that. I guess there was just so many, but that that play I don't think was Shots on there. Fired to KYTV, and neither was the Josh Ali or excuse me the the Isaiah Epps big catch. Well, you couldn't just replay the whole freaking game, man. You had to cut it down at some point. That is true. There was a lot to choose from. I know, but it would have been easy just to put those in there. I know um, it's two more plays. That, the, the Bo Allen throw was awesome. Yeah, but I had not seen that in person because we left. Uh-huh. Um, but finally getting to to finish out the Pelotron workout, finish the second half yesterday, solid and. Bo just doesn't have as much zip as Will Levis right, does on right. his balls, but still can put them in good spots. Yeah. Now, the, the fades he threw, it was like, dude, get it wider. Let, let Lewis just... The fades just seemed a little too like, all right, you're going to throw the fade and do not let it get picked off. There didn't seem to be any like improvision on that, and you want your quarterback to be able to be like, all right, well, Where is corner's he? taking that part away. I need to go that way instead. I hope right. the wide receiver... It just seemed a little too much like X and O... This is how we did it in practice. If it's if it's not like this, then abandon ship or throw it to the end of the sideline. It that was bad. There wasn't like a a win and doubt. Just hit his back shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. think he had the the luxury to be able to do that. <laughs> not that I doubt. Not that I don't doubt. Bo Allen could make a throw similar to that. But yeah, the fade just seemed a little like not on the same page with the wide receiver. Or it was just hey, this is where I got to put it. If it's not there, this is what they told me to do. So. I just know that people who had UK minus thirty one were just like, oh, really, we're going goal line fade now. Like we're not just running in the end zone. Yeah, the commentators mentioned that. Uh, I it was cool getting to see the broadcast, not you know being at the game, not seeing it. The banana scene was interesting. Um, whoever that was on the Did, sideline eating the Alyssa banana. Lang. Would you Alyssa all do Lang. that? Would I eat a banana like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, but not. You know, it's it funny. Like goof. The, she said on the broadcast, she was like, "I think I ripened mine up a little too much." Oh, it was yeah. only about as half as dark as Will Levis's was in his video. Her banana <laughs> was pretty gross. To be, I would not want to eat one that ripe. Did you? Speaking uh, of bananas, do I bring did my you see uh, Spencer Hall? Uh, they they have that SEC Network show on Monday nights, and they were like. The, I think the on the Chiron the the graphic it said week one without context and they were dipping bananas in mayonnaise and eating them and Ew. <laughs> that sounds terrible and it was so funny because you could tell that uh, I think Robert Johnson was just repulsed by it and Spencer's just chowing down he's like oh I think I'll have some more it's so gross that is gross but the thing is though have you ever had a banana croquette. No, I don't know. It's like a, it's a southern. It's definitely a Bullet County thing. I know that, but it's basically a crunchy little chunk of banana, 
Okay. But like when you hear what's on it, you're like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. But when you eat it, like you're, it's like, oh, it's fine because it's a banana rolled in mayonnaise and then oh you, surrounded by crushed peanuts. The uh, bananas crushed peanuts, fine. Um, I'm looking at it; they do look like they look they, normal. They, they but look you like just little, don't, like they look like little mozzarella sticks or something like that. You just don't need like you don't need to know that that's mayonnaise. That's the adhesive. Yeah, and you're fine. Yeah, yeah, well, I do now, so I won't be eating one. Because um, the thing is, is they're just they're sweet. You know, it's a sweet little crunchy tweet. Crunchy tweet. The Willie Country Crunchy Tweet. What was it? <laughs> Sweet Crunchy Treat. Who's tweeting? Sweet Country what? <laughs> that was funny. Text out into the show, 502-414-1450. Slow down on the baby talk. Yeah, we, we got back to Sweet Country Tweets. And <laughs> did we... I don't even know where we were to begin that we start. We started it all off talking Cal. Yeah. But like... I can only do so much. I, Cal, I love you. I can only do so much press conference Cal stuff. Uh, I, I can give him a shout-out. Coach Cal Court at Clarion College. That's a little consonance for you right there. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's cool. He was asked about it, and he basically said, yeah, if you coach long enough, that stuff kind of happens to you. Not like, hey, I deserve it, but. Or like, man, this is great. I'm going to go back to Clarion. He just, you know, tried to make like a joke and. Oh, we got um, uh, haven't been wrong since nineteen seventy three, no seventy eight, seventy eight, seventy eight. He's too young in seventy three, and then I think UMass is doing something for Calipari too, right? Oh well, I know Memphis ain't. UMass did the statue, but did that happen already or not? Um, that has not happened. So maybe they okay. Let me see. I got to pull it up. Because I know they, it might have been a thing they were planning on doing and then COVID postponed. I think that's, that's, that is how it all went down. But uh, getting the full article if the internet ever decides they want to get with it. But it's nice being able to use the computer and not have my microphone break up. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be a statue. Calipari, along with Marcus Camby, Julius Irvin, Jack Lehman, will be unveiled Saturday. Oh, this Saturday? At, at UMass. Oh, nice. So Cal, it's it's summer like a of huge uh, statue. Summer of Cal. Do, it is. do you have a do they have pictures of it? No, I guess we'll see it on Saturday. Oh man. I'm really Like are we going to get young? This is this has to be like early 90s Cal too, right? Yeah. With the big swooshed hair. <sighs> be good. Remember those sweatsuits? Uh we need to bring those back. The real swishy ones. Yeah, where you like it should like if you ever get convicted of a felony for the next several as long as until you are on probation, you have to wear. Actually, maybe when you're on probation, you got to wear those pants because nobody you'd hear people coming from miles away. And <laughs> I also appreciated too that the elastic was so tight on the pants legs that it would just they would end up riding up and drooping. Oh, yeah. Over, I mean, great. And the look. thing is, a lot of people would wear them early to like go work out. And you'd wake up everybody in your house because be- <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the clip I love is when they played UK in the '92 Sweet 16, and it's him and Patino like during the shoot around, and they both have them on. And Patino's, of course, Mister, I'm going to change uniforms every year. It was just the coolest sweatsuit, like just design stripes. I mean, it was the most. 90s looking picture you've ever seen. Yeah, ni- early 90s they got weird with with stuff and it the was The ties great. were really bonkers yeah. too. A lot of patterns. 80s and 90s ties did 
a lot. Dan uh, Fleischis was the primary they, designer. They were, yeah, they were, yeah, he was. At one time, they were, you wore them like short. You know, you'd like wear oh, them yeah. to like your above your belly button. Then all of a sudden, the '90s they got really long. Yeah, it was like they got to go down to your yeah. to your junk. Fat knots. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. It went just one eight. Like people were so confused about what was going to stick, and then I think people in the late '90s, early 2000s were like normal length. How about that? Let's just not chill. too short, also not too long. Let's just make it kind of normal. What what I do like is when you watch an old episode of The Office and you get mid two thousands fashion because like all in all the, nothing wrong with mid two thousands fashion it was safe well the, well that's what I mean there there hasn't been some dramatic swings in fashion since like there you know you have your your people who go to the extremes but for the most part it's about the same and workplace fashion I agree it's it's also gotten a lot more casual now I mean we're Probably all working true too. from home and stuff but back then I like that the it was they were real big on the the cool guys were big on like the silver and like the uh we're gonna we're gonna make things shine we're gonna look like Joe cool and uh, it's like the the suit that Michael wears on his birthday really really pops really pops not the jeans on casual Friday always great text into the show 502-414-1450 uh all right so another thing. Cal Perry likes his team. Of course, you know, you'd ask him about X and he'd answer Y and you'd ask him about Y and then he'd go back and touch on X. And he did that, uh, likes his younger guys, thought the younger guys were, were, were better than he thought. That's encouraging to hear. Really, I think we mostly want to hear that maybe from a Hopkins and at least personally from maybe a Hopkins and a Ty Ty Washington standpoint because they seem – you you want the the meat of Hopkins to be able to pick up some fouls and be able to bang inside. That dude seems huge. And then obviously Ty Ty, you just need a playmaker, somebody that can get inside the paint, score, do a bunch of different things. So good to hear that the freshmen are going with it. I'm sick of the Cal narrative of uh, this is not a Calipari narrative, but I'm sick of the narrative around Cal that like he's re-energized, he's motivated, he's pumped up. I feel like we hear that every two years. Um, the next thing in line with that, Roush, mm-hmm. the general talking points, the things we hear every offseason, this team really, really connected. They're really bonded. They, lo- there's, they love each other. They, they spend a ton of time together. This group, the past group, sometimes there's been a player or two that haven't gotten along. This group, it's going to be everybody. We'll hear that. We hear it every freaking year. Do we? We do. We do. We hear it all the time. I th- I, see, the only reason why Maybe I don't think year, that it's significant, like it's significant this year because of the last year. It's no, the exact I feel like opposite. last year we heard like all the great buzzwords and talking points heading into the season. Blah blah. The thing we talked about was, well, they haven't been able to practice and work out though. Like they haven't been able to practice and work out. That's I, I don't know. I, I just I, I bet that's coming. We've heard it. We've heard. But it it's a also lot. like you're, we're watching these guys go out and have a kickball game and. You know, I mean, some of it seems a little on the nose, but there is, I mean, with all the nil stuff they're doing, they're like, we're donating 10% to charity. We're going to do this stuff together. We're going to try to. That's a new wrinkle, and you're right about that, and I love that they're doing that. Although, if I was a student, I'd be like, all right, so you you all are doing 10% to charity too? Although Cal, I'm sure, does at the end of the day, if you broke it down. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, with how yeah. much he gives back, but I'd be like, all right, uh, you know, uh, Chin, 
You've given 10 back? <laughs> if I'm giving 10 back, you've given 10 back? Uh, I would be like, all right, uh, I'm happy to give back to our community. And I'm, I'm proud that the UK basketball players are doing that, and UK kind of set this up for them. I just would want to make sure that everybody's, you know. Right, right, it's, right. It's, what if you're like, uh, I could use that 10%, so no. I, I do get a sense, like, I think the way that it should be phrased more is just talking about how the older guys have taken charge. Because I, I, I get the sense that between Mintz and Brooks and Toppin, there's like a, we are not going to let last year happen. And there's things we can do now as just a group that can help us down the road, and I, they, they probably—I think some of them took it for granted last year, um, just because they—they they were kind of forced to, you know, yeah. with all of the rules and stuff like that. So now it's like, all right, we've got to go as hard left away from the isolation and be together as much as possible. And I think that uh, that's cool, and uh, I—I I hope that that matters. I'm just talking about the the same old narratives we hear every off season that. At the end of the day, do they can they matter? Sure. Mm-hmm. Do we notice it? Probably not. And just go win. Go beat Duke. You want to let us think that everything in the offseason was all hunky-dory and we're ready to rock and roll? Go beat Duke game one. And and then then I'm on board. I'll be on board anyways. I'll get pumped up anyways. I'm just I'm trying to not fall into like the, the narrative, same old, the, the, the narratives right, we right. often hear because how much of that stuff actually ends up mattering, who knows. Uh this new Dino Gaudio audio did you hear it? Or you said you had not heard it? I actually it. had not heard it. I, I read the... I don't know if we can play it or not, because I don't remember if they were cursing or not. But I read it, the CJ story on it, but it didn't seem like much of anything. It was a voicemail. Uh, it, it was more of the same. The The thing that I would ask the U of L butt slappers that, for some reason, keep driving this story, which if I was a U of L fan, I'd be like, just shut up about it. It's already over. I mean, it is already over. The yeah. judge is already... That part is done. Uh, Max, the I mean, six game suspension, suspension has happened. They're well, not. They're not coming back on that stuff. Right. So I don't know. Fine by me. I mean, keep U of L's transgressions in the news if you'd like. But I, if I were, like, if I had gotten this voicemail, would I release it or not release it? I don't know. I guess that's like a tough journalist sort of thing. But it was basically a nothing burger. It was more of Gaudio on the audio being frustrated. And just saying, yeah, have Tyre write this up. If you need to have it say that, say that. If you want to do an NDA, non-disclosure agreement, we can do that as well. Uh, just make it happen. Make it and more, happen. And more people see that, and, they're, and they think to themselves, like, all right, ah, see, at the end of the day, Max still did what he had to do. This guy was unhinged. No, 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 no. No new audio. No old audio is going to change the fact Mac did not need to proceed the way that he did. And all of this is a story in large part be- because of Mac. And you may say, well, no, if, if he didn't do this or he didn't do that, then Gaudio would have, would have, then you should have let Gaudio do all this stuff. You should have let him. He would have came off as a total dweeb. We, we can play it for what it's worth. All right, let's play it. I'll be in tomorrow at noon. Have Tyree create a contract stating pay through September 30th of 2020. If he doesn't have time to create a contract, have him create a memorandum of understanding stating that 17 months at $25,000 a month or one lump sum of $425,000. If you want to put in here a non-disclosure agreement, so be it. 
and on April 30th, we'll release that I'm retired. Not the way that it worked for Dino nope. Gaudio with the audio. Nope, did not work out there for twenty five thousand a month. I'll take that. Yeah, to coach an NCAA team that didn't make the tournament. By the way, uh, Sweeney tweeted out that there was more Dino sound. I just want to make it known that Gaudio audio so much more, so much. Yeah, better. Dino yeah. Gaudio audio just really rolls, really rolls off the tongue. You only get that here at KRC. Uh, but. And they also like recorded him when he was confronted by compliance, and I don't know. I just don't. I don't care that much. Like it, <sighs> stupid. <laughs> it's also stupid. It is. It's very stupid. And again, at the end of the day, Gadio in the wrong, no doubt about it. But Mac, sorry, it's it's a little bit of like a weasel move to record your friend with the idea of getting them charged for extortion. And then while talking, sit down, get a little closer to my phone. I love you. I would never do this to you. You know I'm going to look out for you as I'm turning this into the feds. Yeah. Just a little weaselly. The whole thing was ugly. I get why U.F.O. was steamed about it. And Chris Mack not going to serve a six-game suspension. And and the beat goes on for the Cardinals. But uh, if they want to keep releasing some audio to us, some gaudio to us, we'll talk about it. I'm sure they were happy to not talk about their football team for – that's probably yeah, yeah. That's probably the the, the truth of it. It's ugly. big game against Eastern this weekend. Yeah, would be a real shame if a lot of former UVL players were just like, "What has happened?" It's true, and the smart fans have been saying that for a little while as as well. It's just uh, the people that you all listen to that are kind of driving the narratives to the masses that always tell you everything's all right, everything's fine. Of course, until it isn't, in which case they were the first on it to let you know. That things need to be changed. There, um, there was a lot of former Wildcats that were saying, "Man, what's going on with this Kentucky program?" But like, oh, it's really good. Like, we aren't used to seeing this. Yeah, you had the former players saying, "Where was our Will Levis? Where was our Liam Cohen?" Uh, which uh, I don't, I don't, I don't blame them because it was which, a fun start to the season. I know that it's just like public remarks, but Drinkwitz is not. Yeah, that's. He is not touching any sort here? of trash about Kentucky with a 10-foot pole. I mean, there is a very active effort by him to say, like, yeah, I don't know if our team's ready. Like, uh, I, Proceeding with caution, no doubt about it. Right, and well, each and every sentence he says regarding this Kentucky game, is there some hidden agenda here? Or is so, he just being sincere? I think it's like there's a grain of truth behind every lie, you know? Like there's a there's a little something to it. So like when Stoop says, This isn't payback, and he gets like defensive and kind of grits his teeth, you know that there's definitely some payback there. Mm-hmm. And when Drinkwitz is like, Man, this Kentucky team's really good, like he's not just like wink winking and nod nodding. I think there is like a damn it, they have a quarterback now, you know? Yeah. Like there, there's a real legitimate, like, oh, we got to deal with this now. We were thinking our defense was going to prepare for normal old Kentucky this way. Now, scrap that. We're we're back to square one and how we're going to try to defend UK. And, and and not that it was easy to defend Kentucky when you knew they were going to line it up and run at you because right, you still right. had uh, a bunch of blockers that you had to figure out. They could go different ways, do some different things. But now it's that is still present. Hopefully, mm-hmm. should be. And you also have a quarterback that can drop back seven yards 
and then throw it an additional 60 yards. And wide receivers that, at least on Saturday, went up and made some plays themselves. So, yeah, if you haven't seen some of Drinkwitz, Missouri's head coach's comments leading into to Saturday, he does not sound overly confident. He's not playing into any of the the revenge factor of it, that Kentucky's coming back looking for blood. Uh, he's he's not bringing up the fact that Missouri kind of manhandled Kentucky last year. You, yeah, you, he could say you, he could easily just say that and say, "Listen, this is a new offense. We've got a lot to prepare for. Last year's not this year, but we're a program that can go toe to toe with Kentucky. We know that." He's not even showing that level of confidence in the game. So something seems up with his motivation tactics heading into this game, the techniques he's applying to his team. It's interesting. I'm always like trying to see what the hidden message and meaning is here. But maybe he just genuinely does not feel good about Missouri's chances heading into Saturday. I hope that is the case. I hope it's, he's right. And I hope at halftime Kentucky's up 27 to nothing. Oh, man, wouldn't that be fun? Hell, make it 26 nothing. Louisville, <laughs> Ole Miss score. I hope so. I hope we're not sweating one out on Saturday at the Krogue heading into the fourth quarter. But uh, five-point line, that's holding strong right now. I, I I get it. I I think Kentucky probably should win by more than five points, all things considered. But we still got to see what this offense looks like against an actual defense, a good team, and Missouri is a good team. So let's take our daily double here. We're going to take a break. The UK side of coaches spoke yesterday as well. We got some news from the defense, and we'll we'll get to that. We've got plenty of text to get into the show. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. And the NFL season starts tonight. We started the show with it. If you missed it, we'll come back and we'll give our predictions and preview as well. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Galen. We'll be right back. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call Roll here on Big Roll X Roll. Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here for... Our numero dos on KRC. We appreciate you joining along. Text into the show 502-414-1450. Text line a little quiet, but it's I think everybody's just ready for for Catterday, Roush. Yeah, yeah. And yesterday was kind of slow in terms of news news. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there, but not like, bam, bam, we need to talk about this. I think it is worth mentioning Maxwell Harrison, not currently with the Kentucky football team. The uh, he's a true freshman cornerback from uh, Michigan, enrolled in December or January, excuse me. So he was here for the spring semester, uh, and now he's not currently with the team. UK says he's dealing with a family matter, and his status to return is to be determined. So, hmm. not not really sure what to make of that. Yeah. Other than UK uh, doesn't have a lot of cornerbacks out there right now. Nope. Nope. 
Is there like a break glass in case of emergency plan if uh, somebody were to go down and they needed a body? Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of really good safeties, and I think some of those guys, like especially like Jalen Geiger, he played a lot. Uh, he got a good amount of nickel reps, and slot corner versus outside corner, not a huge difference. So I think he'd be a guy that could move over. Uh, but, I mean, there there is there just there isn't a ton out there. So I'm sure Stoops is – kind of getting guys different reps, you know, here and there just to keep them versatile because Kentucky has plenty of safeties that are really good, mm-hmm. but corner just eh, not the case. Well, you're going to need a lot out of the corners and the safeties. One specific area last year that jumped out to me, Roush, and I'm curious how your football coach here, I'm asking you okay. what you're doing. UK could not get off the field against Missouri last year. It was making me pull out what little hair I have left. If you remember that game, there's probably you probably have tried to block it out of your memory. You probably remember UK's offense literally not doing diddly, and yeah. that being really, really frustrating. It was a but Josh Ali touchdown, you but could that was it. Always count on this defense to make big plays and get off the field. And I think they were ten of twenty, which you think about fifty percent. It could certainly be worse. But 10 but, of 20. They yeah. forced 23rd downs. Yeah. And 10 of them, just nothing to show for it. Yeah. And then and I think they went for it on fourth down a couple of those times four, as four, well. Four or five. Yeah. So, so they converted. So basically 14 out of those 20 25. opportunities. They, uh, well, or, yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah. 14 out of those 20, they eventually got the first down. That's crazy. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's 70%. You're not going to win football games like that, especially on the road. So Roush. Why should I feel better about it this year? UK getting off the field. Go. Well, first and foremost, I, I think some of you, you obviously have to take into account the circumstances of last year. Not only was the team probably a little rattled with Charmin wasn't there, but you're on the road at Missouri, probably a little overconfident. That place puts everybody to sleep. Puts me in to sleep in the press box. It's Just terrible. Thinking about it, I'm about to doze off. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. <laughs> And that was the Eli Drinkwitz game of the year. Like he got his team jacked up. They were going to snap that losing streak. That was the rally to win one for the first year head coach. So I think you do have to factor in a lot of that. But really, it just came down to Kentucky let them get into way too many third and manageables. Most of those third and fourth downs were like three and four yards. And that's easy to get. You and you can't really tee off in any of those scenarios. You can't blitz. You can't like it, it, because their playbook is wide open. So you had Larry Roundtree get a lot of aggravating yards, and then when we went back to pass. Connor Basilite didn't make a lot of mistakes. That was the problem last year. I, I think that this year Kentucky's run defense is better. Uh, that wasn't necessarily a strong suit last year, and I, I, Tower Beatty is just as good, if not better, than Larry Roundtree, but he's a different kind of back. He's not a, let's put our head down and our shoulders down in between the tackles and get a few yards. He's he's more of a big play guy. And those guys are a little bit more susceptible to boom or bust, a.k.a. you should be able to get some more tackles for a loss and force some more of these third and long situations because that's the key, right? Like yes. When you got Kentucky getting 15 straight three and outs with Drew Locke back in 2018 – it's because they were making Drew Locke throw on third and long, and Josh Allen could just get the hell after him. They've got to make Basilak uncomfortable because he's a guy that – he's a very conservative quarterback. Uh, I think I likened him to Teddy Bridgewater, NFL Teddy Bridgewater, where he's just like, let's let's keep things 
Let's not make mistakes. So let's throw it underneath. Let's check down. We'll run if we have to get a few yards, but not going to do anything crazy. That That's the kind of quarterback he is. So if you can get pressure on him, he'll take the sack before he – or you know what I mean? Like he will do the least risky play to try to get out of there. So that, that should get the ball back in Kentucky Sands more often. Okay. I, I – and that that's calmed me down a little bit. That's made me feel a little bit better. I don't know what to make of the folks that are like, if they struggled against Central Michigan, they're not gonna. It was first game. I'm giving them a little bit of a pass on that front. Yeah. I just I, yeah. I'm just looking at how they match up. Um, smaller defensive line. UK's offensive line should have a lot of success. I don't know. I, I just I don't see where Missouri has. If I was a Missouri fan, and I'm not, I'm trying to take off the the big blue hat here, the big blue goggles. If I was a Missouri fan, I would wonder where, even if things go right, where's our advantages? I don't know. I I, I really don't know where Missouri's advantages are in this game. Period. So, and that's. We're allowed to do this stuff. If if I was a player, you know, I would probably be a little bit more skeptical. Well, you know, we were shaky here. We need to get better there. They're going to explode. I watched the Central Michigan game. I watched the. I just I don't know where it is. The. I think Connor Basilak can be a. He could be a difference maker for him, but is he? Is he better than Will Levis? We don't know. I mean, Will Levis versus ULM is a bona fide badass. But we only saw a little bit of like, – we saw long ball Will Levis. We didn't see running the ball Will Levis. Didn't see running the ball Will Levis at all. And that was all he did last year. That was all the tape there was on him. So, I uh, – man, I just – I don't know, man. I – when you when you when you talk about Missouri, like how wh- what do they do to beat Kentucky? I think a force turnovers, book it with the blitz. Like that that's really if I'm having any concerns, it's that they're gonna get they're gonna try to bring a lot of pressure, and that they just get home on some of these and they create turnovers. That's yeah. that you know that can get them behind the eight ball. If you get some short fields for Missouri, they can get in trouble. Um, Blaze Aldridge, they're which great name for a linebacker. He's really talented. He's all over the place. But I still like I don't I know that it was just the Kentucky offense versus Central Michigan. But I think they're gonna give Missouri so many looks that there's gonna be times where just guys are running free. Like Wandale Robinson is going to get loose against man coverage. He just is. Like that, there's Kentucky has guys now that can do that. Now this team a year ago, like if this was Missouri Kentucky a year ago, and we're playing against this defense that's going to blitz Terry Wilson's brains off and make it difficult to run in between the tackles, then I would be I, I would be concerned. But Kentucky ha- can get it on the edge. They can get it outside. They can make plays in space to where I'm confident that th- that when you play risky games, you're going to eventually get burned. Should be when you're playing with fire, you're eventually gonna get burned. 
Nope, when you're playing risky games, like the game <laughs> of risk. Everybody knows it's fire hazard uh, starting that bad boy because it takes about three and a half hours yeah, to, to play. A uh, big risk fan. I've lately been really playing chess on my phone a lot. Really? Did you watch that Netflix show? That's what got me into it. No, I did watch it, uh, but I wa- that was like a year ago that I watched it or whenever it was. Seems like it's been a while. Yeah. Great show, Queen's Gambit. Is that enjoyed it? I just really liked chess as a kid, and then realized I hadn't really like played it in fifteen years. Hmm. Did y'all ever watch Justified? No, my roommate was watching it. I didn't watch my- every episode, but it's, it seemed pretty good. I had some roommates that that loved it, uh, specifically one who really really loved it, and they swore by it. I know people that. Uh, are actually non-roommates that, that enjoyed it as well. So I've heard good things about Justified. I don't know if it's my cup of tea. It's one of those that, like, it was early FX when they were getting into, like, good shows. And it just, you know, like that and Sons of Anarchy. Apparently both good. And the, what's the guy that the, the shaved head, he, he, he was like a, a cop on, didn't know what side of the line, like. Uh, Wait, what? I, I can't think he, of his can name. Can you say that part again? He was a he's like a guy. cop that it's he's toeing the line. Good cop versus bad cop. Breaking Bad, there was a bald guy that was a cop. Yeah, it's not him. Um, was it the Lee? This is I'm just looking at FX shows bald guy. Uh, nope, didn't 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 come up. Uh, the Shield. That's what it is. That's what I was thinking of. Those were all around the same time, and I just was like, I can't get into any of these. Sorry, not right now. But I bet I'd go back and watch Justified and enjoy it because I like Walton Goggins. I like uh, Timothy Oliphant. That was good. It was, it was entertaining, I thought. But I'm, yeah. Shows, like just last night, we watched an episode of Ted Lasso. Last week's. The funny thing was, too, is uh, the wife, she's a big fan of just falling asleep while watching TV shows. And so I was like, yeah. You, She's like, what happened at the end of last week? And I was trying to refresh. I was like, did you see that? She's like, no. And I was like, well, I'm going to go take a shower, cut my hair. You watch that part, and then I, we'll come back and watch this one. And she, I could walk in. She goes, man, I haven't seen any of this one. I was like, it's because it's this week's. Oh, my God. So wow. she was like, I'll just – we'll start from the beginning. I'll watch the first 15 minutes over again. It's like, gosh. That was nice of her. Though, so did she ever go back and rewatch she, last week? No, she will eventually. Um. <laughs> I would have made her do that before you watch this one. Yeah. Which was well, what you were trying to do, but exactly, she goofed but, it up. You know, goofs happen. They do. We, we also saw the Netflix uh, the Netflix movie with, uh, oh, that's it's about 9-11 coming up with Michael Keaton. Looks like a real just. Not familiar. Psh- yeah, they, they, I watched the trailer for it. I was like, man. And I, I don't know, Michael Keaton, really uh, really doing well for himself. Like, I, I just really like that guy. Oh, yeah? What yeah. do you like most about him? I just think he's been good <laughs> as of late. He's had some really good movies. He did the, the McDonald's one. He was hilarious in The Other Guys. Uh, he uh, – was he – no, I'm thinking of uh, Costner. I get Michael Keaton and Costner confused, too. Costner making kind of come back too. Costner did the one uh, trying to get Barney and Claude that was good, and that was talking '90s movie stars who are aging well. You're speaking Spanish to me. That's how you open this segment. So, 
You should understand it. No hablo espanol. Say numero dos. You know who will not be speaking Spanish to you when they're giving you lessons is Bobby Cook. No, he will not. I don't know if he knows Spanish. So uh, if you're he's Spanish played in tournaments in Spanish-speaking countries. So I bet he he knows. I bet he knows more than we would give him well, credit for. Golf's a universal language. It is. So you don't need to. You just need to know generally how to swing a club, and he will fix you up to get you swinging properly, swinging the ball straight. And hitting balls down the fairway. Bobby Cook Golf Academy, located right off exit four, southern Indiana, is the best place to work on your game. Three top-of-the-line indoor simulators, whether you want to just play around in, have some lessons, or hit the virtual driving range, it's the place to be. Give them a call at 812-913-4415 or visit them at bobbycookgolfacademy.com. Want to put on our serious hats for a second? Okay. So we did get like a small update, I guess, if you will, on the UK fight that took place in March. We did. What was that? Uh, it a, a minor update. Okay. One player that was involved. Yeah. Um, the statement comes from a letter they sent to the student code of conduct. That letter was made public by Fox Fifty Eight's Kristen. Plume? Is that how you say it? Flum? I think it's Flum. Flum? Christian just never Flum. knew what you did with the F. In the just P. Never, yeah, just never knew what you did with it. Yeah. Uh, never knew what you did with the F. Or Plum? Yeah, I don't Plum? Plum. I thought it was always just Plum. Sorry, Chris. This is a really Sorry, Kristen. Like, I'm surprised Sorry. they didn't make her change her name in TV, you know? Like, there's a guy. Kristen Lightning. <laughs> like, because there's a guy at the KYT station. He goes by Alex Walker, but his name is Alex Gilliland. Which, oh, okay. that's like oh. a pretty... Easy, easy enough to say. The I guess guy, those L's can be tough. The guy who wrote this story for WYMT, he's an on-air personality. Garrett Weimer was my next-door dorm mate. Oh. oh bland, yeah. Wow. Those, that's a through. journalistic. B4, Planning 4. Man, B4. What, what, B4 what, journalism. What, what dorm did I live in? B3, B4, room 223, I can tell you that much at least. But anyways, they say one University of Kentucky football player in that letter to the UK office student code of conduct uh, said that he was a victim of a hate crime and his teammates and him were fearing for their lives. Hmm. Now, is there hyperbole in that? Who knows? We weren't there. Yep. But... There is no doubt, <coughs> Roush, just as much as we know that there was an altercation that night, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that some words were being thrown around that should not have been thrown around. Right, right. That that triggered or set off this altercation. I, It's a very messy situation. We've said that since the day we talked about it. We... We mentioned it before we even knew when we were talking about, is there something going on with Vito? And we said, yeah, there is. There is, there is, but we hope it's going to be all right. It should be resolved. That was kind of going along with the the student code of conduct and everything that kind of got resolved, or at least what we thought was resolved. And then, as we've talked about in great detail, weirdly enough, just uh, about a week, 10 days before the season starts, everything gets brought back up again. And, and that's we're in this holding pattern there. But – it's it's really messy. It's really ugly, and you would just think everybody involved would want to get it cleaned up and moved on quickly mm-hmm. as possible. Right. Because I'm sure a lot of folks weren't really proud or happy with how things unfolded. They shouldn't be, whether you were the ones assaulting people or you were the ones that were 
potentially, allegedly, uh, causing hate crimes. So it's either way, I I don't think it's something that people would want to have drag on, yet here these three students are that are uh, seeing it through for whatever reason. So a minor, minor update, just something from the office, student code of conduct from WKYT that uh, players – a player specifically alleged that they were a victim of a hate crime, which is something UK should 110% take super seriously, not to go all Al Gore and South Park, but they should. And uh, the fearing for your life comments just paints, again, this is not a black or white thing. This is a pretty gray, messy college night, people probably drinking, partying, and it got and it got kind of ugly. So little update there. We'll hit a break. We'll come back. I've got a little trivia for you all before we get into our NFL what? previews, and then we'll get to the text line as well. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Well, we know Stupid. more about this. Like, I think it could be trade. Like, ah, we're not going to get into the COVID semantics. It was a dumb decision when U of L did that. We called him out for it when it happened, and uh, glad it worked out for him. Now, Wildcat scoring the goal, very exciting. And UK went on to pummel U of L, which is all also fun. A texter says, "For any Hard Knocks fans out there, am I the only one who thinks?" Mexican player's mom is the most annoying woman on the face of the planet. And I like women, says the texter, just so they had to clarify so people didn't know. I stopped watching. I thought that hard knocks oh, was easily the worst. It was so slow. Embarrassing to admit that was the, little, the, the fewest minutes of hard knock I've ever watched, and I feel like that's been a reoccurring theme the last several years. I, I couldn't get into it. So bad. So, texter, I don't know what you're – I well, I can't at least re, – I can't – I. I did not want to uh, – I don't think she's the most annoying woman on the face of the planet, but I can't comment on it because I didn't get to be annoyed by her. Yeah. Uh, I've got some other people up on the list. Oh. Texas My says, wife. <laughs> no, definitely not Hannah. She's the <laughs> best. Roush much prefers his president to have the memory of a goldfish. Picking between AEW and WWE is stupid. The reason WWE isn't as good anymore is because they didn't have competition for 20 years. I hope they both do well so the overall product is better. Is that, is that Trevor text? I, well, no. Trevor doesn't text anymore. Oh, wow. Too good for us, I guess. He texts when he listens. He he gives himself away. When he listens, he texts. When he doesn't, he does not. Because he can't listen to us talk without him having to True. let us know how he feels or we're wrong about something. That's fine. I appreciate it. I'm glad that he does. But he does. He, he yeah. tells on himself. Trevor's biggest gripe, too, with wrestling is just like the WWE is just like, let's bring back 45-year-old John Cena. And like, he does not like that? Right, because it's gotcha. like we gotta have, you got to have new talent. You can't just go back to the old well. Of guys that were famous 10, 15 years ago in wrestling. You got to change it up. Got to change it up. Texter says, over under how many play action passes will we see on Saturday? I say seven. Oh, that's a high over under. Also, Nick, this could help with your child safety concerns. And I'm guessing they sent. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, rolling TV stand. Go cats on. Rolling TV stand for 32 to 70 inch TVs. And it tilts. Can't reach it. Oh, that's kind of neat. 
Yeah. It's Whoa. Cool. It's kind of a game changer for maybe like an outdoor TV setup. Right, right. A couple of my friends are getting those like boxes, you know, you put the TV in the box and then you can kind of lock it. Somebody steals your TV, but also it kind of keeps it weatherproof too. You ever seen, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Like basically wood framed outdoor. I'd love one of those, but those things are freaking expensive. Oh, super expensive. Because my parents, they got an outdoor TV. It was like, do we do this? Do we buy an outdoor one? It's like, hey, it's undercover. Like, it'll be fine. Oh, the tilting rolling TV stand. Texter, that's a game changer. Wow, great job, Texter. And like, hey, the sun's this way. Let's move it over here. Oh, sun's going down. Let's move it back over here. Unless Unless you got carpet, then it's probably pretty difficult to move. No, things can roll on carpet, Justin. It's the 2021. Depends on what kind of carpet, I guess. Not those little like scooters we'd have in PE class as a kid. Those probably wouldn't do too well in carpet. Oh man, those scooters were great. How every kid in the grade, at least the Catholic grade school system in Louisville Roush, but maybe I'm sure they were probably everywhere, didn't just have broken fingers regularly riding around on those things. Because what do we do with them? We'd take them, we'd Bumper, run, bumper we'd, scooters. we'd step on, we'd jump on them, and then we'd be on them. We'd have our hands down so we kept ourselves centered, and then we'd just run into any and everybody. Yeah. Also, just the only push things touching in... would either be our bodies up top, ideally, but if it wasn't our bodies up top, it was the scooter on scooter action below, and fingers just would get crushed. There's also a like very much a just like I'm going to be off the scooter and just shove it at somebody. Oh, that was always a that good was time, great because yeah. you could really get those things flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Good time. Was was there a better gym day than when you walked in and saw the scooters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those were the, those were the best. And I've told this before, but for some stupid reason, they thought like a proper PE extracurricular was cup stacking. What? So yeah. Like speed competitive cup stacking. They thought it helped with hand eye coordination. Probably actually did, all oh, things considered. That's on ESPN eight, that was like a thing. They yeah. would show like competitive. Oh, so just, we we would do that. And we had like the this Badass equipment where like it would time you from the second you like a cup the weight of like one cup would set oh the timer gosh, off. You actually did that. Oh yeah, oh, totally. Man. And everybody hated it. So Justin, the best days in PE, you'd see the scooters out. Yeah. The worst days when we see those stupid freaking tables set up with the cups on them. Oh, we didn't have be to like do for forty five minutes. We're just gonna stack cups, and they'd be like, "We'll see if you can beat this time." Blah blah blah. Did you have to do like the whole song with it, like the? No, that's. <laughs> That's that's pomp and circumstance cup stacking, Justin. We were we were in the big leagues here. We were just strictly on time. Uh, gosh, that was the freaking worst cup stacking. Somebody else out there had to stack cups in PE class at some point in their life. I can't be the only miserable person. Texter says, uh, and by the way, Texter, in all seriousness, thanks for sending that TV. I'm oh, probably over, going to buy it. Over under seven uh, play action passes. That's a lot of play action passes, isn't it? I would say just under, but I bet it'd be five or like six. Like six, yeah. yeah. And you are right. You mentioned this yesterday, or maybe it was on Tuesday, that like on a lot of those play actions, boy, we had folks that could have caught it and ran for miles, yeah. and they opted to take the deep balls on a lot of them. But I, I think I think we saw a quarter of the offense on Saturday. I the, think there's so much more stuff that oh, they can do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I can't wait to see it. The The only – I don't want to say concern. Like, when you're doing the play action, it does take a little bit longer to develop, and you might need to get it out of Will Levis's hands quickly. So that 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 I don't know. Like, how, how, how much can you do? But they did say that the protection on the play action passes was at its best. Like they, they missed up some other stuff, straight drop back. 
But Cohen said, I, I could have thrown it. I had enough time to throw it back there. They were cleaning that pocket up so well. And so. that you're gonna get you're gonna get some huge runs out of that too, because you're gonna get linebackers that are gonna start being a little bit more hesitant to committing to the run because they're gonna be kind of they're gonna be I, I can't commit because if I commit and it's a play action, then I'm completely hosed. So let me kind of sit back here a little bit longer. Then you get Chris Rodriguez with a full head of steam versus a linebacker standing up. I'm taking C Rod each and every time. Yeah. It, not to completely pulverize him and run right through him, but at least to meet him at contact and fall forward for an additional four yards. I, Benny Snell and Chris Rodriguez, if there's been a better UK running back than those two and just being able to find extra yards where there's literally nowhere to get extra yards, their legs never stop moving. Really fun and entertaining to watch. Feeling more and more confident about this game on I mean, Saturday. The it's more also I talk about one of those things, too, that like Smoke had a bad game. Chris Rodriguez could have played better. Running backs will have some 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 stuff on the table. They can they can play better uh, this weekend against Missouri. Texter says my wife's family does banana the my banana wife. croquette thing, and regardless of how acceptable it may be to them, it still is gross, especially when Ew. they've been sitting out for a while. Gross. Good for you, buddy. See, I'm I think these don't sound all that bad, but yeah, they've got to be cold. I can't imagine eating them room temperature. Frozen bananas are good. Sure. And that has zero mayonnaise on them, so that's always enjoyable. There's always money in the banana stand. The fewer mayonnaise on food items, the better the food item likely to be. Disagree. That's actually proven fact via science. You don't hate science, do you, Justin? I do. (laughs) I hate science as much as I love mayonnaise. A texter says, John here, good money Thursday morning. Speaking of money, DraftKings is doing a bet tonight that as long as the Bucks don't lose by more than 73 points, you win. I think the max bet is 20 or 25, but hey, it's free money. I do believe I would say Dallas will win for Pete's sake. Take the over. We'll got to go talk to you later. Wow. Max bet is 50, by the way. I I saw that, that it was 50, which is crazy, but they know what they're doing. They're not going to be losing a bunch of money. I promise you that. They're going to lose $45 to every single person that bets that. Yeah, but... They, as long as they get those people in, they're going to get that money. Yeah, because the like people are going to bet it. Yeah, they're they will. People uh, naturally not good at gambling. That's why casinos exist. Justin, you know how much not. money you could make throughout the year if you just downloaded all the sports betting apps and took only the like the promos and the easy bets, like the gimme bets they call them. No brainers. Yeah, you can make a lot of money that way. Yeah, but you also can't cash it out. Like right, like it's it's just money you can play with. I think there are some stipulations that like you have to bet that money six more times to be able to see it through or something like that. Point is, Justin, these little gimmicks, they know what they're doing. But, hey, you're right. It is free money. If you plan on gambling a lot, then you may as well take it. Uh, But, John, you have a lot of money to be had. If you think that the Dallas money line over parlay that bad boy, you got something special there, bud. Texter says, should the depth of Kentucky secondary be a concern right now with the players being held out of competition? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we're we're skating on thin ice right here. We injuries are going could be crippling to the secondary. Uh, the thing that I like about it, Roush, and that could you know could be I like that you have Chattanooga coming up afterwards. That if people get banged up against Missouri or there are some depth concerns, you can figure stuff out against Chattanooga. Try some different things and then get ready for that big road. Get ready for the real test, which is that middle meat of the season. South Carolina, Florida, LSU, Georgia. But I love that Chattanooga game being after Missouri because I do have concerns about the secondary. You can straighten things out, move people around if you have to, but hopefully people stay healthy against Missouri. But it's a matter of time. People are going to go down for Kentucky. 
let's just hope it's not at our positions where we're at our thinnest. Mm-hmm. Secondary would, would be said position if it were to happen. But fingers crossed, knock on wood. And then I like that that Chattanooga game's a little bit of a buffer one there. Yeah, no, before you're exactly things get, right. Before things get uh, and hopefully, I mean, real I, complicated. It, it was weird that we haven't heard anything for about a week. So, like, grand jury, get to doing something. Move forward. Uh, Texter says, do any of you guys think Deshaun Watson gets traded before the deadline? If so, what team makes the most sense? I mean, the Dolphins are the one that's been talking about it. I was it. surprised to always hear the Dolphins' name popped up because people down in Miami, like, love Tua. But I guess, do you love the potential of Tua as much as the sure thing is Watson? Which, I, I you know, I can understand that part. But, yeah, Miami was the name that was thrown a lot, around a lot. The Jets uh, thrown around a little bit as well. I don't know. I would. I'm while we're waiting. While we're talking about the UK stuff, I'm still also waiting to see what happens with the, with the Watson. Yeah. You know what? Who's who wants to trade for him? Not knowing if he's going to be eligible to play, legally allowed to play. There's some questions there. By the way, Kentucky Krog also tweeted yesterday. You aged yourself a little bit, Kentucky Krog, by asking the the GIF debate. Because that was a KRC, I think whole year one, we just kind of debated that uh, of the show. Uh, Anybody with half a brain knows it's pronounced the way that it was invented to be pronounced, and that is GIF. 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 I think you said it right the... Like the peanut butter. Ralph, uh, Ralph. (laughs) Roush has messed up and said GIF before, so his brain won out. It's GIF. It's going to be a... It's going to be a fun Saturday, folks. And we got one more show to preview it tomorrow, oh, 7 a.m. on Big X Sports Radio. It's going to be incredible. Join our Survivor Football League. Join the college football pick em. It's okay if you're late on that. They dropped the lowest week. It's not okay if you're late on the NFL Survivor League, though. You do have to get in on that beforehand. We got NFL tonight. Uh, I, I would pick the Bucks to cover, but I like the under bet better. I did some fun little prop bets um, that I'll see if they play out or, or how that works out. But any anything else? Any last words, you two? Man, just can't wait to. Are, are they waiting all day for a Sunday night on Thursday night? Yes. Okay. Waiting all day. What channel just, is it on tonight? NBC. That's why I asked because okay. you get to carry under. Oh, you mean it's song. not? You mean the first game of the year is not on NFL Network? Nice. Yeah, because that's, that's what they've done in the past. No, they haven't. They have. Yes, they not have. Ever, not J- every Justin, year. Not. No, no I wasn't saying every year, but they've it's, done it's, that in the past. It's, absolutely. It's almost. Universe, it's it's always on broadcast. It's no, the first I'm, game of the year. It's I remember night. two years ago, it definitely wasn't because I was PO'd. I would. Uh, you want to bet your twenty dollars that you owe me on it? No, because I got to give. I you think that. an opening game has been on NFL Network in the last few years. Yeah, suck it, Ralph. I think so, but they they but that hasn't been the norm. No, Ed Far Sheeran's the playing tonight too. You Woo-hoo. can buy an Ed Sheeran jacket that. for two hundred fifty dollars. Buying that. <laughs> How big Sheeran. of an Ed Sheeran fan do you have to be? Who, the, the Venn diagram of Ed Sheeran NFL fans does not cross over. Is that the guy from Game of Thrones? That's what I'd know him more for. Yeah. The, the little singer guy with Arya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody have a good day. This is Kentucky Roll, Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen.